What's up, world? It's your boy Wes. And it's your boy Mosby. Coming at you with that locker room talk and the shorts on the sports. Where we keeping you locked in on the scores, but on the inside, it's a whole lot more. Because what's said inside the locker room stays inside the locker room. Yo, yo, yo. We're here. New year, new us. Blessings. Hey, <laughs> turn me up. New year, new hey, us. well, my boy. My brother. My guy. My, my guy. Uh, we back, man. We back, man. Another year. 2024 is already in session and uh, this is already hitting the fan, Beasley. That is crazy. It's been coming out. But it's been coming out in a good way, though. Facts. It's, been, it's actually Facts. been coming out in a good way. So Facts. Facts. <laughs> you ready to talk? It's, it's been all over. Hey, oh, you yeah, ready to yeah, talk? I got a whole all lot right. of the. Well, first and foremost, man, yeah. uh, we done, we had brought in the new year together, man, uh, right? Uh, and I know everybody want to talk about, you know, new year, new me stuff. Uh, we have no interest in sharing that. Like, we already shared our resolutions and yeah. all this stuff. But what we have noticed is there's a new year, new media. <laughs> and boys is coming out hot. Real hot. Real hot. Real hot. Real hot, man. Stephen A. Smith. Like coming out the gates, fresh off of Cat Williams, you big son. I, I, I mean, hey, I mean, he was go going crazy go with the. I'm not gonna go that far. Hey, for what it's worth, I will say Jason Whitlock then had this coming for him for ever since he left time, Fox. For but a long time, that is a. I'm, I ain't gonna throw all the root words out there. Go ahead. No, no. Speak Steve, to peace, Stephen man. A. said everything that I'm assuming everybody at ESPN has said about him, and that everybody knows about him. And we know what Jason Whitlock is from a, I mean, I'm not even new deep in media, but even the stuff that I know, and I try not to get caught in the like clip baiting and everything like that. Yeah. But yeah. you can you can look it up enough to know like what Jason Whitlock is. And Stephen A. Smith, hey brother, you said no wrong to me, brother. I hey, I'm on your side, so you go right I, ahead, man. I will say this much: like Stephen A. Smith done hit this pinnacle now of like you know, you know viral sensation yeah. with most of the stuff yeah. he puts out these days so i will say that in this new era of media mm-hmm. i was the only thing i was disappointed with when it came to stephen a smith is i was like bro you knew like what you don't don't go and say like oh man i'm i'm finally airing it out i'm like no you knew especially coming off of cat williams truth oh, session yeah, yeah. like you knew what, the, what was about to happen but I, I agree. I mean, I, commendable, though. It is commendable because, yeah. like I said, Jason Whitlock been getting away with this, and he been like, I mean, he been riding coattails with like some of his commentary against yeah. like journalists, um, oh sports God. figures, and all that, and finally somebody that said, yeah, outlandish. So, so I will say that uh, I ain't gonna give him full kudos, but I will say he finally spoke with a lot of other black. Fans yeah. have have I, seen even some of his and, white but, counterparts yeah. are part of it. Yeah, yeah, correct. I, I correct. Know Scott Van Pelt spoke out on him very candidly about him. That's why I'm trying to be the grammatical term. But I want to be better this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be better. <laughs> but nah, Scott Van Pelt, the people have spoke out on very well. So yeah, so so there is there is not a lot that has to be said on our end about that. But no. we did want to at least. Share that because uh, I mean it is. I'm sure it's still making its rounds right oh, now. Oh, it's got to be. I mean that the Cat Williams thing is all. It's man, media. Yeah, I mean it's getting media. and it's funny because it's Shay Shay and Stephen A. Smith. It's both them boys who, of course, on first take and they out here just circling that thing circulating. Shannon man. Sharp and Stephen A. has just came out on the year of media. I I have one. I have one theory though uh-huh. that 
I don't know if I don't know if this is true or not, but part of me is under the assumption that this is very much a Fox undisputed part two type of deal. So Shannon has obviously been making rounds after his podcast. Stephen A. Smith is like, dang, like that's my co-host. He done went more viral than me already. Let me see if so I can balance that, out the that, viewership. Listen, brother. But media is a vicious game. Media is a vicious game, man. That's probably just me being naive to it as well. To be like, well, it's no way he's trying to. But also, too, as I've been learning more about media, yes, it is about who can push what out more. And he did come very candid at him with a lot of language at you that You feel moment. me? Like, he was throwing everything at the book at him. And so you're absolutely right. I can, like yeah, I can Shannon Sharp been putting his foot on on some of these, you know, but the Titan veteran one was though. It was the, hey, I mean that, that thing's still one. making views, man. Yeah, it's over like thirty so million bad. views yeah. right now. And like I said, Stephen A. Smith probably seen that. It was like, bro, my co-host is funny oh. out. Yeah, and Stephen A. is the face. Correct. Or he's not so I ain't gonna remove the quotes on that one, but yeah, because he said he went to the bosses to tell them about. You know the nonsense he was about to say, and I'm like, any other any other journalist wouldn't have to go to their bosses for approval for something like that. Either you do it straight up because this is your stuff, mm-hmm. or you say, "Hey, the the show still needs to be driven through me." Yeah, can I do this to make sure that we balance something out? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Shannon Sharp been putting his foot on neck, so yeah, that is true. So yeah, hey, but that's true. just my theory. I, I can't no, that's prove a good that. I, I can't know, prove I know, it. I know how you are in the media, but I'm just no. I peeped that a media. I'm that's like, oh point. okay, not that's too long after point. to Shay Shay, you you went and did that. But nonetheless, uh, you know, speaking of the football realm and the <clears> landscape, <throat> uh, with when it Gleason, when it comes to Shay Shay, yeah. Uh, shout out to the Hall of Famer. There's another Hall of Famer, or actually a couple. But well, for the sake of us being boys and fans of the game, man, there's there's been a figure that has called it quits, man. After an era, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I will obviously no, let you no, divulge no, on was, that. What, what has happened over it, you know it, the last couple days, man? Happened, man, we've seen two in the same week hit it already. We've seen Bill Belly hit it, call it call it what it was, but he called it his time in New England, man. 20 long plus years there, yeah, man. man. 20 long plus years. And then he's seen his partner in crime do the same thing out there in Alabama. Legends. You think that was coincidental? Absolutely it was. Now, just, I have seen little things, though, on, on media where I wonder if uh, this is like what they made up. They said maybe Belichick probably text Nick and said, hey, I'm doing this on Tuesday. You got to go Wednesday. That's, okay. that's that's the little joke running gotcha. on joke that people have ran around. But it is funny though that they did it literally. back to back. And uh, man, no man, it is crazy that you see both you know go out like that, and um, but they both call it quits. Which on Saban in, I done seen everybody say he's scared of the change. He doing this and that. Nil coming. He ain't able to do what he do. His boy Kirby Smart is doing this and that. Dog, it's coaching. He's seventy two. He up there. He up there. I, I, man, come on, y'all. I know a lot of us probably ain't coaches or do, do this and that, but just put yourselves in there. You can only do this for so long. Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised he's doing it at 72. That That's impressive as it is. Same thing with Bill Belichick. Like, that's a grind, man. Yeah. And he's doing it at the college landscape yep. for, for saving his instant. He's doing it at the college landscape. 
So to be 71, 72 on the road doing this and that. And then on top of that, if y'all saying he's scared about change, I understand NIL does bring a new aspect into it for sure. But just to think about it, what, he got to Alabama in 08, 09, something like that? So it's been about three different decades, yeah. college term-wise, that he has always adjusted, and he still came out with seven national championships. The brother knows how to adjust to win the college landscape. He done did it in the BC, BCS era. He done did it in the playoff era. He understands change. So that so slow that's down fair. a little bit that's on fair. the saving end on that one. But as far as Bill Belichick, the part of the ways was written into it. I mean, and this maybe this season spread that process up and we'll talk about the season and everything like that. We will get into it. But I think just the season we had and everything that's been going on since Big Tom has left, it, it was right kind of writing on the wall. Like, man, this, he probably going to be gone here soon. He's definitely going to part ways. Now, of course, we know he's going to get back coaching and everything like sure. that. But, you know, in his instance, man, it, it, it was meant to happen. And another legend that you didn't throw out there, Big Pete. Big Pete, which that is interesting on his end. I, I've been looking into that. Apparently, it was a little bit of almost like he was not pushed out, but kind of like nudged. But, hey, let's go ahead and time you stop coaching here for a little bit. And they pushing that because he said he wants to still coach. But that's a different thing. I know we talking about Bill. This is the Bill Belichick segment. But – well, speaking yeah, of theories, I was like, I wanted to get your thoughts on this real quick yeah. because I found this to be all truly interesting. So, obviously, uh, with news going about, there's been a ton of different reports. I'm sure you you stay locked in with all yeah. New England um, like try, reports, try. It's media. Been all over but the for you. I will say that they, the thing about Bill Belichick's, uh, you know, I guess parting of ways is the way they they phrased it yeah. was. Uh, that Gerard Mayo had, I guess, uh, been yes, etched yes, in his contract yes. that he was going to be the successor. And I find that to be funny only for the mere fact that his last year, Bill Belichick has had his worst year. And now it's like listed as what? The third? Y'all are going third overall in the draft yes, this year? third overall. So Don't the last couple years, actually, for that matter, I mean, they haven't been having like, you know, crazy like high draft positioning, but I did find that to be a little interesting because I'm like, like Bill Belichick, for what, whether people believe, right, right. I I was like, I was like, were they, were they trying to set this up for old boys, especially since they knew who his successor was going to be like, because you, what I've seen on the athletic and and now from what I've always heard from following them. I knew I, I kind of had the thought. I always had thought Gerard Mayo was going to be there because they, they had talked about this a while ago. Especially, yeah. when, uh, he was actually in the running for the Houston job two, three years back, and okay. had caught me off guard. I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't know uh, he was actually thinking about really becoming a head coach. But when I started seeing that, I started to look up more, and you know, he was actually a true leader in that, you know, on that staff, and people were respecting him like that. And Belichick was pushing him to take over more leadership roles, and this is like twenty. 2022, 2021, stuff like that. And so it made sense when they said they put that in this contract. Like, oh, okay. Now, the plan was, and this is what I read on The Athletic, was mm-hmm. the idea for them for New England was Bill Belichick was never going to part ways anyway because he had two years left on his contract. So he signed a two-year extension. So that's to 2025. Right. Once that was up, Gerard Mayo was going to take over after next year. But like I said – Year didn't go well. This these last two years has been. I mean, you can see it on paper. It's not been a well put together team. It just hasn't. It is what it is. 
Robert Kraft just, you know, hey, listen, we just come a meeting of ends. Sure. This is this is it. Sure. This is it. And it's like anything. It's like anything, bro. You've been here twenty plus years. You can only keep this ball rolling for so long. Let's just go ahead and get you. And you know what? And I respect how they did that because you know he did say he didn't want to trade him or anything like that. He Fair wanted enough. him to choose exactly where you wanted to go because it was going to be very tough to trade somebody there and say, "Hey, man, you got to give us a one." Yeah, that, that that's yeah. tough. So you know that was yeah. very respectful of Mister Kraft. So I'm I'm a roll with that one. But you know, and and all that saying is, it, it the succession plan definitely made sense. Like I said, the year just sped up the process. In that, okay. but I can see okay. a theory though, okay. which is crazy. But also too, if you are gonna think about that, I'm happy for the brother because one, that's a brother taking over, and he's taking over a team with high draft capital. So hey, I love it. Well, that's I'm why. That's why I said it. I was like I, the reason why I thought it was interesting is because I'm like, was it more strategic than yeah. the media is leading on to? Because I'm like, you don't come out with reports about him automatically being the successor after you've had. Because that's it's not new information, I would imagine, unless they've been keeping it close to the vest. But I'm well, like, people have heard about it, right? So I'm now like, all the details is out, details is out because of course now he gone, right? Like, and I was like, dude, y'all, y'all been, we had this whole year's worth of like speculation about yeah. what's going to happen with Bill, and then now that it's finally happened, you come out with the reports that Gerard Mayer is going to be the successor after y'all been talking about, oh, who can, who can the next like. Patriot coach B and I'm like yeah, what do you mean who did if y'all if the reports has already been that he's gonna be in there like I feel like you know what I mean media, I feel like but I, then I, I, also listen too, but also too though in media sense you gotta you gotta play the part like I said one thing that you have helped me do a better job of is really trying to find the trends the intricate topics of how they try to go about media and the Mike Vrabel thing of course go have media pump sure, sure. sure like oh now how, who's definitely going to yeah. be the you know who's going to be the new successor of the Patriots and this and that, but also too if you do look back, you definitely can find notes and cliff notes of them saying Gerard Mayo is being pushed for that in twenty twenty one. But as media sense, of course, you gotta have the the quote unquote excitement. Who's gonna success yeah, Bill Belichick? Like it's no different than what's going on here with Alabama with that one. Like who's going to find? It's just because of the name. The legacy, all that, and this such, you gotta have a little drama. I, I, you gotta have. Drama, I felt like right? they, you got you gotta have some drama. You do, and I'm I, I'm a little disappointed because, like I said, I mean, given Gerard Romero's background, I felt like they did him a disservice with like all of that because now it kind of feels like it felt like, and maybe they they did that on purpose because mm-hmm. they don't want to put too much pressure on him. But I'm just like, he's he's earned his right to to get this position to succeed Bill Belichick. And now it feels like, oh, man, like, oh, there was Mike Vrabel out there. And uh, we have, you know, well, I'm sure Arthur Smith was probably never in the mix. But you have all these all the, tons of these coaches. Yeah, yeah, like you had tons of people that were speculating to potentially be, like, locked so into you're the saying, job. So and I'm like, it's like a slap, not a slap in the face, but it's almost like kind of disrespectful. It's like, yes, oh, because wait. it was already written in stone. Yeah. He was going to be it. And y'all was over here talking about, oh, well, is this Mike Vrabel's opportunity to be either traded? Yeah. Are you like, saying it's disrespectful to the media? No, I'm saying it was disrespectful to me to Gerard Mayo because he's but earned. Thinking, but you're saying the media was being disrespectful. Yes, correct. Yeah, okay, correct. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I'm oh, like, yeah, what absolutely. do you mean you, yeah. it's been written in his contract and y'all have been doing all of this talk about. Maybe, and that's why I think maybe, and we know how the Patriots are, I think they do a good job of keeping everything under wraps. Too. Sure. Because, like I said, for the past few days, ever since it's happened, the athletic, 
all the different like SNN, SNN Nation and stuff like that, they have finally like released the contract details and what it had labeled. Like, oh, gotcha. Because okay. you, you know, remember we was talking about it on our last few episodes where, you know, we had just found out Bill Belichick had got a contract extension around, it was like middle of the season where we had just found out about that. Like he had signed his contract extension over the last, this right. past summer. Correct. And it's like, oh, okay. So I think that's just how the Patriots are, like, have done it. They kept it under wraps enough to be like, oh, okay. But it also, I do understand from your point like that way it's crazy for media to start boom oh well mike frable's got to get in the building now this or that and it's like i'm like dog it's but already the Patriots did a great job of like covering all that up like covering their basis of everything because they instantly came out or robert Kraft had came out and said we haven't even interviewed nobody else like it was just boom like, we already knew it was gerard like this is what it was we didn't interview nobody else we didn't bring nobody else in the building or none of that like they're pushing all that out to let it know like hey this is gerard's team right off the bat boom it's your label. We ain't think about nobody else. We get, we promise you. And I was like, you know what? You got to give a good organization that punch because when you see a Mike Vrabel or, you know, after the year that we had, I mean, we done seen it. It's a business in the league. Dog. Facts. It's a business. Facts. They easily could have just been like, listen, I know we said Gerard, but we're going to go ahead and take that clause. All right? Or they could have had a contingency plan in that clause and say, here, man, listen, I know we got this here, but we can take this away just in case we see somebody else we like, like a Mike Vrabel. For instance, but they stay true to it. So respect, respect to past nature. You're right. That is respect that's to a the fair nation. Point. But that's I see a fair what point. you mean about that is a fair though. point. That was crazy. That's a that fair was point. Crazy, but I, you gotta do what you gotta. Maybe do. you're right. Maybe Kraft was very much under assumption. He's, like, they've been doing it right. Need, for okay, but that's media fair. has been ignoring that though. Thank you, because I'm like you ain't gonna media. sit here and tell that's me. Listen, they do all that deep diving when it comes to spy gates and when trades gonna happen and when people gonna get cut. And I'm like, how is this a simple coaching? transition and y'all botch that but nonetheless yeah right yes. nonetheless i understand the clicks that. Off, man. i do scenarios. i do want to ask you before we uh get into some more deeper topics because today is playoff super wild card weekend right so uh, we, we want to leave plenty of time to talk about that i want to at least share you to share your thoughts or we can both share our you know last minute thoughts on what would what does bill belly have to do to get well, not Bill Belly. What does New England have to do to get back on track now that they've had the coaching transition ready and getting for ready for the for the draft? I've been Talk to you real for quick. this. I'm gonna try to keep this short and sweet. This is what I think could work out on what I've been trying to do in my own scoop of how this could work and how we get to back. Oh, you're how about we get to lay into y'all. This, this real. I'm gonna try to make it quick now. I'm gonna try to make it quick. <laughs> this plan work. Lay into y'all. Hey, we got to get this episode out right now so Kraft can hear me. I'm, uh, gonna, shoot, I'm gonna shoot him an email for too. for those who are watching. I shoot an email hey, to him. It is 4:21 right now. Okay, the, the playoffs is about to start here in about nine minutes. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So this is so this is all pre-talk. All right, this is pre-talk. Like if we, so can, we know. call out a winner. 4:21 on January 13, 2024. Nine minutes to kick off. All right. Nine minutes. Time this, stamp it. This is how it's gonna roll. We got Gerard in. I like the pick. You know, everybody has been kind of harping into it. He ain't got no head coaching experience. He ain't. First of all, and I saw this on K Adams the other day on Good Morning. Oh, shout on, out K Adams um, on Hulu. Up and Adams. Up and Adams. Shout out Up and Adams. And she saw this tweet. And it was about Andy Reid. Andy Reid had never been a head coach prior to when he got the job at uh, Philly. He was a he was always okay. an assistant coach at the time. Okay, he's always been a position coach, and then he got the uh, head coach job. Dan Campbell, same thing. He wasn't no coordinator. He's never been a coordinator or nothing like that. So pump the brakes on that for anybody that's got a little doubts. Like ah, uh, 
come on, guys, has he been a proven coordinator? Has he really led a group or this or that? Bro, none of that matters. Can you be a good leader of people and men? But the biggest thing, are you able to build relationships? And all I've heard about Gerard Mayo from the things that I've seen is he's a good relationship builder. Mm -hmm. So we got that there. And he's a different culture and then instead of Bill Belichick. Sure. I know he's played under him for the last year. He's, sure. still, he's a different guy. It's just Gerard Mayo. Different dude. Yep. So boom, we got that. GM is where we this this is crucial for us. Cause we have not had a GM since since Bill Belichick has been there. Do which you is have crazy. any ideas? Who I wanted before he had got hired, he in Washington right now is Adam Peters. He uh, he was the assistant GM in, for the 49ers. Oh he uh, used yeah, to be yeah, our scout or, yeah. back in the day, like 05, 06 or something like that. So he he's been a part of the our tree and everything like that. He's in Washington now. That's who I thought we was gonna get. We ain't do that. So my second option would be we either get the Raiders GM, Champ Kelly. I like him a lot. I, I like him a lot. He has been and played an integral part in a lot of different scouting departments. If not him, it's got to be Dave Ziegler. Okay. Dave Ziegler has been – he was part of New England. He's done everything with New England through all the dynasty and everything like that. Small tidbit about Dave Ziegler, if you don't know, if you look up, he – Wanted the Raiders to trade up for C.J. Stroud in this past draft, <laughs> but if you look nope. Mister Josh <laughs> McDaniels told him no. I want to go with the finest man of them all, Jimmy G. <laughs> brother, looks don't get you hey, nowhere, brother. He, I, <laughs> don't Josh get you McDaniels nowhere. Better never get another head coaching job so, ever again uh, in his life. I'm no, serious. No, no, no head coaching that. job, but his name is gonna pop up here in a little bit. As far yeah. as coordinators are concerned, yes. that's fine. Yes. He could be a coordinator, yes. but another head coaching job, never. You got to pack it up. Because that's the, done. The reports that I heard about that, done. I really hope that ain't true about some of the stuff I heard. And some of the, but I could see it, though. Come on, man. I could see it. He's though. botched at every level oh, yeah. when it comes to trying to be a head coach. That carousel. Yeah. That carousel. But my fault. my fault. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. So we get that. If we can get Dave Ziegler, we here. We here because I don't trust what we got in our personnel group. And. I don't want to throw the names out there, but I just know it just hasn't been proven based on you've seen our picks this last few years and yeah. our offensive look. It's been terrible. It's been terrible. Yep. So, okay. we get Dave in. We get him for Jim. Now, I'm worried about all offensive side because that's where we're lacking at. That's where we've, we've we struggled at. That's where it's ugly at. So, if we build the offensive side of the ball good, we're here. So, for OC, this is crucial too. This has to matter. This has to matter. I am okay with keeping Bill O'Brien. Seriously. I am okay to a degree because what I had learned, I've been diving, brother. I've been diving. Apparently, I found out that Bill O'Brien was trying to bring in his own offensive dudes. Based on reports, they said Bill, they said Bill Belichick told him no and kept what was already there. That's an issue from an offensive standpoint because Bill O'Brien has his philosophies. Then you got offensive coaches who have their philosophies. That doesn't work. Okay. That, that's gonna that's gonna cause push and pull on certain things. You need to uh, if my offensive coordinator say, "Hey, I got this wide receiver coach that I want to have come in because he's know how to coach what I want in my route concepts." I'm gonna bring him in. I'm not gonna keep the dude that was here when we had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running running the show. That We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. So that so I will give Bill O'Brien a little leeway. Now, my second option, if Gerard May will be like, you know what, Bill, you got to get up out of here. I'm good with either getting, and this is a name where I don't know if he would be willing to do it, but this is this just came across my mind. You either bring in Wes Welker 
to become the OC. He's the wide receiver coach out there in Miami. Fair. He could come be the OC. Or I'm good with you bringing Josh McDaniels back. I am perfectly fine with that because as an offensive coordinator, I got to give my man respect on that one. He is a he is an amazing offensive coordinator. We know how Mac Jones looked in year one. He was actually voted top 100 when Joshua McDaniels was coaching him up. Okay. So I'm All fine right. with those two. I'm good with those two. Small little tidbit, if he wanted to go the college route, Charlie, Charlie Weiss Jr., for my Pats fan that know about Charlie Weiss back in the day, he was our offensive coordinator back then. We had some good runs with him. His son is an offensive coordinator in college, and he's doing his thing at Ole Miss, of course, with Lane Kiffin. If you want to go the college route, pull him on up in here and let's get him going. So I'm good with that. So that's my offensive coordinator pitch. Okay. Okay. For the offensive, offensive assistants, the rest, if we can get Arthur Smith in there to be one of our offensive assistants, because I, I, hey, I know, guys. I know. Arthur Smith and put on a good show. He's been very mediocre at ATL. But from an offensive standpoint, you got to give it to Arthur Smith, though. He do know how to dial up some play. He know offense. Okay. I, I I will definitely get that to him because them definitely last few three weeks that we saw with Atlanta, he was calling the plays. Desmond Ritter just stinks, guys. Hey. He just stinks, guys. I mean, Shout he, out to Bearcats, though. Uh, whatever Shout you say, to, you buddy. You gave us a phenomenal <laughs> hey, what season. A run. Hey, what a run. It was a phenomenal season. But I ain't never seen an offensive coordinator give up. Like He was making it easy for Desmond. Like, bro, here. Just put it right there. It is there. And he was blowing it. I said, dang, Arthur, I get it. I get it, brother. But also, too, he was messing up because he wasn't using Bijan at the right time. Okay. I, I was about to say, no, no, I ain't no, going to no, put no, it all no, on, no, no, on no, DR. No. It ain't all on Desmond. But also, too, it's, it's 50-50. 50-50. But I see where Arthur can be good as a coach or, an, or a, just a regular assistant. I can see where he thrives back in that role. Okay. So, if we able to get Arthur Smith as an offensive assistant, I'm fine with that. We good here. We good here. Or even if we bring Wes Walker in to be our wide receiver coach along with Arthur Smith and let Josh McDaniels run the offense, hey, brother, I'm so, I'm good. I'm stepping back there. Now, who we pick, this three is crucial. This is one or two routes that I think we can go. If we thinking we all in, Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is it. We here. I'm perfectly fine with us going to get Russell Wilson from Denver that I think that will work perfectly with if we got the right offensive coordinator in. That's a good bridge quarterback to bring in. We got enough cap yeah. space to where we can still take over his contract a little bit or dumb it down a little bit more and still go pay some wide receivers in free agency. I'm good with that. I'm good with that route for a little bit and we go Ooh, get yeah, somebody for, for the dates for a rookie. If, if nah, did you have two quarterback? If we go get if we go get Russ, if we keep Zappy as the backup, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Not mad. But I would rather try to go get a day two quarterback. Now, I haven't dove enough into the day two QB so I can think. If Penix falls day two, I'm fine. And we are able to get him. As your future? Two. Or just as? I am, yes. I am fine with that in the future. If we go that route of Russell Wilson. I am okay. fine. Oh, I am fine with that. This is my first hypothetical. Now, the first one where I think it's really going to happen we pick up a quarterback in the first round at the top three spot. And the three that I want, I want Jaden Daniels. So you I do want Jaden Daniels. I need Jaden Daniels on this team with the right OC. Jaden Daniels is exactly what we need. He is that third quarterback, which I think can do it. He, I, I like his game a lot. 
Brian Kelly had opened him up way different from what he looked his first year at LSU to then. I am fine with it. Now, if Jaden Daniels pops up and go two, I'm good if we get Drake May. I'm good with that one too. Okay. I'm good if we get Drake May. If we get that, and then after that in that second round, this is a deep draft in wide receiver in wide receivers. We should be fine to get who we need in that day too. As long as in that Keon Coleman. That's it. I don't need Keon Coleman. I I, I can I, I thought can he see. was one of the top top three receivers to be I taken see, off. The board. I, I've seen enough from him to know that. Who is it? Neighbors, um it's Harrison, neighbors, do Rome Rome do yep. yes. In my honest opinion, it's his partner I, in crime who's just as good, Jalen Polk. I thought, but so, he, but, but Coleman is, or I said top three, but top four. He's a top four yeah. or five. I okay. don't want him though. I don't think he fits. We don't need no big body dude like that. We need legit route runners. Coleman is an already route runner, but we're, that's way down the line. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But that's the path okay. of where I think can get us where we need to get to. Those are the, those are the lanes. I see us getting to to where okay we can sneak in and be a playoff team because if you saw earlier in the year we lost some very close game if we would have won some of our points differentials and if we had a capable offense we low key winning like eight to nine games this year I mean we lost one game to the Chargers six nothing and we just put up 14, 10. bro that's a win or seven. <laughs> yeah, I try to give us a leeway. I just try to get. I, I just want to give us a little bump. I don't want to. I don't want to be too embarrassing. Cause that's tough. That, that, that's that. I mean, we could even do that. So if we just do that, man, we're right there. We at least okay. could get that. Cause we literally won eight games last year, and it was a debacle team too. So we can. We could have won eight to nine this year. We that's fair. That's so fair. That's my. That's my breakdown of that. One. That's fair. That's my okay. Well, hey, listen, I I always take your word uh, for no, when it no, comes no. to anything New England based, but I mean the the Jaden Daniels portion, I can see that actually being realistic given the the draft positioning. Um, I figured that obviously, um, like Drake May and uh, you would think. Your, I mean, we would think right. Caleb Williams. I figured they'd be going one or two. I don't know. I mean, I, we, we we don't know. I mean, listen. We, we right now we just talking hypothetical. We, don't we are. Know what we are. Happen. But I, just given the way that like Justin Herbert has like you know been revered in this league, even though he hasn't done much. Um, that's just me. And I like Justin Herbert coming out of college. They are linking him and Drake May. You know, to I listened back to that, uh, that episode. Man, I hope nobody ever goes back to that episode one because I was embarrassed with myself. Well, listen, for yeah, what it's yeah, worth. You called it right on the head li- with everything. For, but for what it's worth, although he has came out and shined as like a physical specimen, he yeah. has not. He technically has oh, yeah. not oh, yeah. performed. No, 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 no. So it's like the epitome of being like right in the middle of both of our takes. Yeah. Quite frankly. Like he is he is severely underachieved based on the amount of talent True. that he has displayed. So the book is still being written out on Justin Herbert, but but it definitely ain't bad. Though. It's not. It's, it's not. not. And that's why I said I've, I imagine Drake May will go because they keep linking yeah. those two two types. So we'll see when it comes to him. But that is interesting because now that leads us into our next conversation because I mean obviously you have your you know the the yeah, Patriots I don't to look talk forward about to my outlook. On well, listen, season. it's it's okay. It's okay because the the reality is. We have we both as fans of very two historic franchises, we are very critical of our teams. So we have to at least give ourselves an opportunity to to chop it up at the overall outlook for a few teams, not just our teams. We obviously have you know some time to chat about that a bit, but it is worth talking about 
the outlook for this season right now. So first and foremost, who was the most surprising team for you this year as we get into teams of 2023? Most surprising. I know I, I, I pretty got my L.A. Rams fans don't listen to this because they've been obnoxious. But my most surprising is the Rams. Okay. It's the And, you know, for uh, – I try to say I'm a student of the game. As much as I've been trying to just be more diligent about understanding the game itself, I feel bad I even look past Sean McVay like that and Matt Stafford because at the end of the day, I was always a big Matt Stafford advocate even when he was in Detroit because people used to be like, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers just, just easily the best passer, this and that. And I used to be like, hey, y'all, you got to stop sleeping on nine under up there in Detroit at the time. I know it don't like look that. good, but He's the like boy that. can throw the ball. He wasn't number one overall for no reason. He's it's like just that. ugly around them. It's just terrible. And then that's where <laughs> development matters. It matters. You got to have like it right. That. It was just ugly. He's like that. He's like that. And it shows. Low key. Matt Stafford might be. Um, I know Dak had a good year, but Matt Stafford, low key, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. He top two. He might not be. He might not be two. He might not. I be. was about to say and the boys look good. The boy has come out there with what he's got. He looks good. He look good. But shout out Sean McVay. Shout out with them not having no number one draft picks. Not, not even a number two second round picks, and yet. Everybody on their D-line have gotten in the third and fourth round on their D-line. Dogs. Then, of course, Dogs. the Puka Nakua one in the fifth round. You know, I remember when you picked him off our waivers at Fancy the first year. And I was like, he can't be like that. And the boy just kept getting better <laughs> and better. And I said, God, he really is like that. And then, of course, the Kyron Williams thing, which they were talking about him last year, but he was hurt Correct. last year. Correct. And then, boom, look at him. Four games. And the brother out here hit eleven hundred yards. Four games off, man. Sorry, five games, and he still hit eleven hundred yards and ten touchdowns. What could he have done if he played all full season? It's crazy. Yeah. So shout out to the L.A. Rams. That's my most. I I like that one, man. That's mine. I, I, for the for the Rams one though, I, the I am curious to see how this playoff run goes for them. Because I got a lot of things the, to say. The only man. the only reason why I'm waiting to see what the book is out on them is that they they caught a lot of people off guard this year, and there was yeah, a spell yeah. there was a spell where they were not playing great football, and, and football is all about momentum. So I am I am curious to see now that they are officially going up against a team that actually probably can beat them fair and square. Um, even though Detroit has they their own flaws. I was about to say, Detroit has their own flaws, we'll talk so it would be interesting. Yeah, but I'm waiting to see how they officially perform in this capacity because yeah. they snuck into the playoffs. They they really did. They did. They, did, they, they did what they were supposed to do. But they did what they were That's supposed to do. Up, so man. I like that one. I For me, it's very easy, man. Um, it's it's the Texans, bro. I, I figured it's the you Texans. Roll, yeah, bro. I didn't want to take I, that. No, way. it's fine. Because, uh, I mean, there's been a couple of surprising teams. But the Texans, for me – the most surprising team. And it's actually funny because we had an episode already this year where we had talked about this is when DeAndre Hopkins had made his official decision to go yeah. to the Titans. Yeah. We had said yeah. Yeah. we yeah. thought that the Colts and the Texans could make some noise this year. And that, Ryan's correct. Like, and that, and yeah. look at what happened. Not only did they hit on both of their draft picks, yeah. they took advantage of a, which low key ended up being a, Pretty weak division. Now, I ain't going to say that in terms of, like, 
like their their effectiveness as teams because yeah. obviously the Colts they they missed out on having a full year with Anthony Richardson mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'll give them leeway on that of course but outside of that I mean the Titans we were they were just as bad as I thought they were going to be but even with the addition the they won some games and hey shout out to the Titans for y'all getting us into the playoffs so I, I, I ain't gonna say, throw some love but yeah, but then love. the biggest thing is. Jacksonville was yes. very much, and we'll get into that later. I, I don't know if that was your, I don't you know worry. what I mean? Don't worry. We're going but, to, I will. But, yeah, Jacksonville turned out to be just as much of a fake as, as we probably thought they was going to be, too. Yes. So, they took advantage of a, of a division that was very, very gettable. Yes. And now, once again, I know I have mentioned this before about Trevor Lawrence, and we had talked about this in the, in the chat, Trevor Lawrence – Maybe a little overrated at this point, and CJ Stroud. We don't get CJ Stroud is now showing himself to be probably the class of that division, depending on what happens with Anthony Richardson next year. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I give them shout out. They hit That's on they hit on Will Anderson Jr. Yes. They obviously hit on CJ Stroud. Yes. Tank Dell is a mother loving yes. beast. Yes. I am looking forward to him yes. next year uh, for sure. Yes. Um, their their defense was the, actually the most consistent thing they had to rely on for mm-hmm. most of the season outside of C.J. Stroud because uh, I know he got hurt for a little bit. Yeah. But their defense turned out to be just as good as they thought they were going to be yes. when D'Amico Ryans came in. So I will, I will give them one. credit. I thought that it would at least take years for them to kind of get their bearings under them. But they came out and, and they smashed. And I'm, no. hey, I'm saying this right now. It's 4:40. I think the game is happening it's right now. I don't know what's happening. I am, I, I am, I am picking the Texans to win this game. I'm picking the Texans to win this game. All right. So, Ooh. and that will now obviously I think that's the farthest that they'll get. But I think that'll be <laughs> their cap on their surprising Ooh, season. But. Man. But yeah, outside of the surprising teams, I know we got to get into the disappointing. Yes. I mean, who you got, brother? You just talked about me. Thank you. For me. Thank you. For me, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars as my most disappointed team. And um And you know, it's it's funny because it really if you if you don't, and this is where I, I, I got, I think we all got to continue to do a better job. Is you don't fall into the media of, of practice and training camp and everything like yeah. that to a degree. Really just sit back and be like, hold on now. Let's just see how this plays out after game one and two, two and three, maybe two, or when they have that bad game in season. Let's just see how this all play out. And then let's try to give our like our like our justifications on it. Like, okay, this is this may be who they are. Yeah. Um, and it start off right off it. Everybody was hype over this Chicago really thing. Even I was for a little bit, but I took a step back and I had to go back and and rethink some things. And there's a reason why I didn't even want them in fantasy because when you really think about Calvin Ridley and how they were probably going to use them, and you pay attention to this is why you got to try to really like look at like who's the play callers of certain these teams because you'll get an idea how this is going to play out. Like if you would have looked up the play caller for the Texans. You look at have been like, oh, I can see them probably having a good year because he came from the Shanahan tree. And then you look at how um, Doug Peterson uses everything. He's going to probably keep Calvin Ridley on the outside, and that's not Calvin Ridley's game. So we saw how that played yeah. a part this year. Trevor Lawrence, I know what you talked about with him with everything. Like I said, I, I'm not going to say he needs to get booted or traded or anything like that, but what we do need to do 
is lower our temper, our talks of how we just instantly threw Trevor Lawrence in the top eight, top six for some people's list. Because that, that was saw. not warranted at all. It was not warranted. He is just not there. I'm still a believer in Trevor Lawrence because you see the good. I mean, the, at the end of the day, you see his best season last year to me. He still threw for 4,300 yards and everything like that. 25 TDs, only eight picks. It's there. It's there. He can he can be a very good quarterback, but he's that middle of the pack where he's in that 11, not 11, 12, but 12, 13, 14, stuff like that. that that's what he is. But he's just probably, you know, not that elite as we thought. And then on the other end, Doug Peterson got to get looked in the face a little bit, dog. Sure. You 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 didn't sure. build the team that you think that what it is. <clears throat> you know, it's not what it is for your quarterback. You know, because actually it was some games that your quarterback covered up a lot of flaws. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you know, you really didn't used to do a good job of playing the offense to your main safety blanket before you got hurt in Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk should have been the main focal from the beginning with because that's where Trevor Lawrence looked the most comfortable. Yep. It should have been Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and then we're going to go Calvin Ridley. When you start forcing it to Calvin Ridley, I mean, bro, it was one time I actually saw it on Twitter. Calvin Ridley is responsible for about probably seven missed touchdowns because he couldn't either get his foot in or he dropped the ball. Mm. And Trevor Lawrence put some balls on the money where I was like, golly. Yeah. And I'm just like, is, why are we forcing it to him? Just let it come natural. Yep. Like how I did in that Colts game early in the year, Calvin really had a good game. Yep. Let it come natural. You know, that offensive line, you didn't do a good job building that. You took a guy in the project, like a project offensive tackle. I forgot what his name was, but he was from Oklahoma. You take him. That's not it. How you built your defense, because your defense low-key is talented, yep. but it's not built for the people. It's not built for your your, your players. Yep. And it undermined it. It lost you a lot of games. Yep. Like, you know, I understand Trevor Lawrence didn't do the best in that Titans game, but he drove him down the field several times, and the defense kept blowing it. You kept letting Will Levis drive right, right back yep. down the field. That's like, bro, what are we doing? Yep. It looked like to me the Jags came in this season just thinking it was going to be easy because on paper, easiest schedule. On paper, could you say it was a, a really good team compared to everybody else? Yes. Yes, you can't say that. But it like they just came in on a high horse and they was feeling themselves. Like, oh, we about to get right into the right. playoffs and we about to make a move because we literally came back against the Chargers. We almost beat the Chiefs, blah, blah, blah. Rookie quarterbacks coming into the division. Yep. Yeah. You yep. just got – I think they just came in on yep. a high horse a little bit and they was feeling too good and they just got a little too overconfident. And – you know, I still thought they could have got in because, hell, they was 8-3 and three at one point in time. Yeah, but then they lost, what, 5 or 6 yeah. down the and, stretch? And, and also, that was because, you know, Trevor did lead a lose. Like, he, he got injured a couple times and stuff like that. But if yeah, you but have a good team. Thank you. Your, court, your backup court. CJ Beffer not terrible from what I've heard. He should be able to come in and be served. You still had yeah. Calvin Ridley out there. You still had Evan Ingram out there. Travis Etienne. It should still be able to flow, yep. and it looked like it just a totally. It just looked like it was just they're not even a good team. If Trevor not playing, and it's like, bro, that's a problem. That's not a good team. Yeah, that is not a good team. That's yep. not how this rolls. Yeah. I understand you need to have a quarterback. But if you got everything else around him, your backup should come in and be able to handle it. He should be all right. And, Tre- and, and CJ's been in the league well enough. This ain't no rookie backup. He he came from uh, San Fran. He knew. So and the Jags just that's just. <laughs> God, yeah, just, hey, God, listen, that's, that's that's all I got. Nah, to say. you you hit that on the head. I, I I'm gonna just say that's this it. about the Jags. Um, we we talk about wasted seasons. Um, that was a wasted season because not only did you guys not make the playoffs. Um, this is another year 
where you have wasted the talent, essentially, of Trevor Lawrence, and contract season's right around the corner for him. And he has yet, outside of one, think about this, outside of the one playoff win that he got, which was a comeback crazy win yeah. against the Chargers, think about who that was to. A coach that got fired for terrible decision making. Yeah. So we can't even really look at that win as being a legitimate win wow. because we are questioning whether that team should have even had that coach there at this point. I see what you so mean. I see what you this mean. is this is becoming very very vulnerable territory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Peterson on the high seat. Hey, very much so. But <laughs> I see um, here we go. Yeah, uh, tell me yours. Tell me yours. Mine. It's like it's funny because I, I had I had. T- Three, technically, but two of them. And it's funny because both of them are playoff teams right now. Um, and I was going to – it was I was depending back and forth between it, Philly or yes. Miami. Yes. However, guess who I'm going to choose in this? Miami. Really? Miami. Yes. Check this. So, yes, Philly messed around and they obviously lost all types of momentum. And obviously now the, the – News left. Matter, yeah, they do. Um, they they messed around. Started out the season with ten and one. Then yep. they lost. You know, Beat the Chiefs feeling good. Yeah, they they had a whole bunch of momentum and they lost it down the stretch. Yes. And they're actually looking very bad. Um, and AJ Brown ain't playing. He's not. Cool. So this is this is going to be an interesting <laughs> playoff game team, for them. Right? That is that hey. is that is moving and grooving. But the reason why I'm actually going to go with the Miami Dolphins is because the same reason I felt about. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a wasted season, right? So you have to you're going to have to make a decision on Tua Tonga Valoa this year. It's not it's not even debatable, right? Um you guys are in the playoffs. They made it happen. I'm um, this one. And you're gonna have to make a decision. You had the highest scoring game, right? Of all time? Was it was that not is that against when it was Denver? It was against Denver. Yes, they scored they 70, 70 points. points. That was yes. the highest scoring yes. game. You're right. You're right. That was in the beginning of the year. It had everybody salivating, thinking that this was the team to beat. You not only messed around and lost to all winning teams that, that you faced this year, all of them, except for Dallas, which that one was also a very iffy game. Um you messed around and lost the division title with with the ability to win. And you play at home. And play at home. Now you got so, negative 30. So now, not only was the, the stigma around this team like, oh, they can't beat any winning teams. You proved it in the most vital game of the year this year against a Bills team that was also reeling in the beginning of the year. And they started to turn it on late. You had an opportunity to show, hey, that that is just a coincidence. We have what it takes to beat these teams. We have the pieces in place. We will get it done when it matters most. So you're not going to take away the uh, injuries on defense. Here's the thing. I'm not because for the simple fact, and I, and I hate to do this because because I'm going to sound like a homer real no, quick. No, but no. For, for instance, the Steelers. The Steelers know a lot of their biggest investment was in defense this year. So what did they go out and do? They drafted depth at their most valuable position, D and D lineman. All they right? cared about was star power. Being Correct. Because yeah. your whole reasoning, your whole reasoning for going out and getting Jalen Ramsey this year was because you knew defensively, especially 
given the fact that the, the the division that you played in, you needed somebody to help contain the offenses that were in your division. Point blank, period. So the fact that you didn't do the back end work for the teams because you knew your offense was going to be elite. It was your defense that needed to be the one that needed to pick up the slack. So you not only failed to, to get depth at your most valuable positions, you then literally did not have a scheme that worked for any winning teams. Like, like listen, I, at the end of the day, for me, when it comes to teams in the playoffs, what do you base, what do you base your, your formula around? Everybody knows they're basing their formula around their offense. Problem is... You were you are wildly you were wildly deceived by the play of Tua Tungavaloa. And I mean that severely. You are wildly deceived. And I think the the cat is out of the bag now. Tyreek literally was in the MVP discussion this year because if it was not for that man running wild on teams, shout out, the, shout out to the shout uh, out to the fantasy to the game, uh, pick for my boy here. If it was not for Tyreek going crazy this year, who knows what this team would have looked like? Quite frankly, and so and I, I would I would like I to know, hear that theory. Yeah, so now that so now it. that you that they've like oh well we're not gonna we're gonna try to. Bracket Tyreek and make sure that he doesn't go off. Now Tua looks exactly like how we thought. A small, non-athletic quarterback who needs to make sure that he is playing on time and on rhythm. Otherwise, he's not effective. Brock Purdy. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Right? Sorry. So, yeah, I I find them to be the most disappointed. And the worst part is you only really played well in, go figure, warm weather this year. So, yeah, that is the most disappointing team because there, there was a lot of high hopes for that team. It was going to be a speedy Gonzalez type of team. And y'all, y'all messed around and, and you played yourself. But I'd love to hear your theory before no, we get into the next, no, next you, portion of this. I want everybody to listen to this man because he is the description of fans need to learn the game because you can't fall prisoner to stats in certain moments. I understand what people say about Tua, man. Tua – Looks like a top five quarterback. Like, yes, Tua, Tua has a lot of good traits. Sure. His anticipation throws and his, he's probably one of the most accurate QBs. Yeah. Yes. Now, I know what y'all going to probably try to say about what Steve just said. Ah, every quarterback has to have a good system. Yes. That's fair. Especially in this day and age, yes, every quarterback does have to have a good system that fits him. But if you pay attention to Tua, there is a lot of things that Mike McDaniels covers up. Yeah. That he has to. <laughs> And so, and I just put this theory out in my boys' group chat, and I, I'm telling you, don't be surprised because it could happen. We say history repeats itself all this time. Oh, what you about to say, bro? What you about what, to say? What happened? Because we just talked about number nine up there in staff in, 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 in Detroit, didn't oh, we? Oh, what are you about what to say? What year was that? 2020 or whatever? Everybody said, dang, man, Jared Goff looked good out there in L.A., don't he? That boy looked like he might fit Sean McVay's offense to a T. But then we saw a couple of them games. Like, dang, man. What's going on with Jerry? Like, Sean McVay, you know, one person or Cooper Cup going down to Robert Woods with down. Jerry Goff on like a different QB. What you about to say, bro? I just want y'all to know, do not be surprised. if, Because if y'all would have watched that Bills game with Miami, that some of the throws that Tua missed, they would pan over to Mike Vadans. He just looked so disappointed because he was like, "Bro, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a layup here," and he was missing them. 
So don't you be surprised if Mike McDaniels, even though they had all this success, two of them get shot right up out of there, and Mike McDaniels say, I need somebody that really Jeez. take my offense to a whole Jeez. new way. Because it is true. You said yes. everything right. There is a lot of things that, I, man, listen, man. Tua is a yes, he is a good QB. Yeah. But for that offense, Mike McDaniel, man, he won't he sees it in a so much bigger, bigger picture. Like, I wish I understand how much of a genius he really is. Like, he sees it as such a different picture. But he has to make it truly to a minute spec that, man, listen to it. This is where you go. But when you take away that middle of that field, that's where it comes down yeah. to. When you take away that middle of that field, that lost. it's rough. It's lost. It shouldn't be like that. That boy lost it in the sauce. It shouldn't be like that. When you go, instead, when you look at the Josh Allens or even like the Jalen Hurst, these dudes can run out the pocket and go on the run. You do that with, with Tua, it's a long day. Even Brock Purdy can get you off the pocket, off platform and throw it. Like, he can do that. You know what I'm saying? I know Tom Brady and I know Drew Brees and wasn't like that to a degree, but they had good pocket mobility. They can maneuver through the pocket. I haven't seen good pocket mobility through Tua. I just don't see it. When he's pressured, that's it. Like I'm talking about, he don't even know how to slightly slide and then throw it. No. If his spot ain't there, it's rough. It's over with. It's rough. It's over with. So that's just my small theory before we get to the next spot. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if it come about. Don't be surprised just, just, if it come about and he is looking to get shopped somewhere else and they bring in a guy that can elevate his office to a different thing because that's just what it is. I, I would I would also, just throwing this out there, because we I've said this before, man, the The idea of trading a quarterback these these days is no longer far fetched. No, right? it's, it, especially it's depending more on more. how it looks, yes. and what the what the lot looks like. Yes, and just given given what we have seen these these last couple years with quarterback play, we don't know what it's going to look like. You don't years. know. We don't know what. It's I'm just. Like. I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to throw this out here because there are several names that could be plenty to this. But the same way in which I had said that, hey, and this may not happen because now Sean Payton, you know, he's he's gonna have his own deal of who gets. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only thing that makes sense, and they could just say, hey, we'll go ahead and um, you know let Tua be a free agent, or because of the fact that he is a playoff quarterback now, even though he has some injury history. Yeah. Um, you could potentially package him up for because I would imagine he would be at least a first or second round pick, right? At this point, so absolutely. He, so he has it. Yes. Here's my thing: if I if I am if I am Jacksonville right now, knowing that they have to hold up, knowing they have to go and consider being in a new market, right? They have some decisions to make. You have an opportunity right now. To not only get some compensation for uh, Trevor Lawrence and then move for the future, see if you have something in Tua for a year. If you end up making that move and saying like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna end up having to move the franchise," you will have some draft picks available to you to make a full new franchise at hand for you. Those are the two that swap. Think about it because you have to pay both of them here very soon. Neither one of them is giving you the return on investment that you was looking for. Mike McDaniels had, in, had inherited 
Tua Tungavailoa. The same thing for Doug Peterson. Not saying that Doug Peterson is not without fault because his coaching was mild. So if he ends up getting the boot, I wouldn't be mad at that as well. Yes. But it's, it's the same deal that I was thinking about with the Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson deal. You get two people coming off of the down, down years, do a quick swap, change the scenery, and see what happens. But I'm just throwing that Stafford out there. And JG. Hey, I mean, I, I mean, listen. That's the two that I think man, about I, it because at least at least if you're if you are Mike McDaniel's and you say, hey, I like what I see in Trevor Lawrence. He's a little bit bigger, has a little bit better arm, a little bit more mobile. If I can't get it done with him, then I know the guy, then, then the franchise knows that it's me. But I can't prove nothing when I have a hurt quarterback who can't stay healthy for the most part, nor can he fully execute my offense on a regular basis, especially when it comes to more elite defenses. I'm just saying, if I am if I am Mike McDaniels, and that's true, go ahead and just and kick the tires, kick the tires, see what happens, <laughs> see what happens. But nonetheless, Dang. nonetheless, uh, we have a couple more things before we get because we we got to talk playoffs. Here, we got to get playoffs. It's four. It's playoffs. almost five o'clock here, and so we we, we do want to oh, get this done before spot, before uh, the games officially end. But uh, you have put on here the cleanup the cleanup crew. crew. Can you explain that a little bit before so we, we dive into it? We're not gonna spend too much time on this. This is just gonna be a basically a fun little segment where you choose one franchise. It's like and there's plenty of them. Just lost a couple of coaches. That need to get cleaned up right now. Just kind of lay out how you would fix that team. What, would, what do you? What can you do to? You know, if you choose in Washington, maybe just a. T- what, how do you get it there to be to look like somewhat close to a playoff team or just a better team? What is what has like been that. this year? So like that's that. where we're gonna roll with it here. And okay. I'll go ahead quickly pop it off. My cleanup crew team, and I'm going all big and go home with it. I'm going to choose the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. I know. It's nasty over there with okay. David Tepper. He throwing drinks at people. Okay. I don't know if we're able to get rid of Bruh, but he's a terrible owner, by the way. He just he doesn't understand ball. He just in there, regular hedge fund dude. I'm not going to yeah. dive into all that, but he's just that guy. The worst. You know, so that makes it tough. That make it the tough worst. there. But I think we can get somebody in there. The first biggest thing is, yes, is we got to find the right GM. How do we do that? Who do we go after? I think if the Panthers go after, and I've seen his name floated around, the Bengals exec- executive personnel, his name is Trey Brown. Bring him in. Because clearly we have seen how he is able to build a team for the Bengals. He's done a very good job. Mm. He's been a part of that whole building process. He came in along with Zach Taylor and all them. He's seen how it needs to get properly built for them. So you go grab a guy like that. My head coach, or who I think, should come up in there. It's one or two things. If you want a guy that's going to fix this culture right off the bat, you got to get Mike Vrabel up in there. That's okay. what you got to get. I, I, you got to get a guy like that in there. He's going to establish his culture away. He's going to have it wrong like that. Now, I know what you're going to say. We need an offensive guy because of the quarterback. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. So, for my OC, for I think that could save it or at least salvage it to a better way, it's either a one of the guys that I had mentioned earlier, either you try to pull Wes Walker in or somebody like that to bring him on over, or even a guy that's out there sitting that I still think he's a good OC. He's probably not a good head coach. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is a very well-proven, especially from a college landscape, that's an OC that you want for a quarterback like Bryce Young. Sure. 
So then, boom, you got that in. Whoever Cliff brings in, you got it rolling. Now, I don't know how much they got in cap, but if they're able to, if they're able to, if they're able to, T. Higgins has to be your number one priority. If you can't get T. Higgins, you're gonna have to probably take a step down. Mike Evans is not coming, so it's gonna have to be T. Higgins. You gotta try to bring in a T. Higgins, and you're gonna have to draft in another wide receiver. You're gonna have to let Jonathan Mingo, and you're gonna have to. I know you. I know it's gonna be tough to let Adam Thielen go. I know it is, but sadly, brother, y'all gotta let that go. All right, you gotta let. You gotta shovel that out of there. I think they're only paying him three years, something. 20, 30 million or something like that. You're not paying them a lot. All right. So you get in a T. Higgins, you get in that. You got Mike Vrabel for the defense right there. Yeah. I think if you do that, we're talking about Trey Brown, the GM spot, Mike Vrabel in to change the whole shift of the culture. You keep Brian Burns. You got to yeah. find a way to do that. And I think Mike Vrabel is a person in there. If you keep him in there, that's going to keep Brian Burns around. I would think and I would hope so. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this whole David Tepper thing has swallowed that all up. But if you do all that, and you do build up, and you get the right wide receivers. Running back-wise, this is an interesting one. I don't know if it can happen. It's really interesting if they can get the right wide receiver in. If you get T. Higgins or somebody else in, what's wrong with looking at a Josh Jacobs? What's wrong, what's, what's wrong with looking at, if, if able, I don't know how much Saquon and them is looking at. Saquon hasn't looked himself. I understand that line ain't the best, but he still ain't looked like that same burst ever since he's came back off that ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Why not go get one of them? You can cut Miles Sanders before he really gets into a deep of his contract. You're only paying him six mil. Boom. Chuba Hubbard and either Josh Jacobs and boom. And one of those is uh, Saquon Barkley. You can roll with one of those two. Okay. All right? You go from there. Now, you're going to have to hit on your O-line coach. You're going to have to. You're going to have to get whoever was in there, pop him out of there. See if Trey Brown can convince Frank Pollock, who is the offensive line coach at Cincy, who has done a damn good job and always done a well good job. He also coached at the Cowboys back in the day when they had that O-line with Zach Martin and when Tyron Smith all came around. If you can pull that in, you have exactly what you need. You got the OC that you want. Cliff Kingsbury will definitely do everything right by Bryce Young, because Bryce Young just needs he just his his foundation around him is terrible. And I feel bad for the boy. It's terrible. But that is right there where I think in that built landscape right there, that should bring Carolina close. Interesting. Close. Because if we remember when Cam was there, brought in Ron Riviera. You brought in the right OC and North Turner to help alleviate that offense to fit Cam Newton. And we saw how that was that span went. So that is that is intriguing, bro. So that's mine. That's mine for that one, though. That's intriguing. That's mine. For Here, that one. Here's what I'm going with. Um, I'm obviously gonna, I'm going to choose the Bears. They they had a very. Um, <sighs> I got hear this season. one because you got options. You have options, and so, so here's I want to know what you gonna do. And and I'm just thinking strictly from the business side of what the Bears are doing dealing with right now. You so, Ryan Poles, tell me. So. Obviously, the question is, do you pay Justin Fields or not? Now, there's been a lot of, like, sports. He got two more years, don't he? No, this is, I'm pretty sure this is the last year. He got drafted in 2021, right? They have have to, because it's it's about an extension, right? right. So, so there has been a lot of talks about, like, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to keep him, we're going to trade him. If I'm Ron Poles, the question is real easy. Anything that you have with Justin Fields right now, it's, it's still speculatory, right? So it's not like 
he's proven anything to the point where you're like, man, I absolutely have to keep Justin Fields. They went four and two on the back end. They did go four and two on the back end, but you still had a losing season. So it's very obvious you're going to have to deal him, right? Yes. So with that being said, go ahead and deal him. To who is is very much uh, whoever's desperate and in need of a quarterback. <laughs> I'm not going to throw the Steelers off of that list just yet because that would be very good. Because they are very desperate right now, and not only that, like they have a him. relationship. I am not depending on what what market there is for Mason Rudolph now that he's done made a resurgence. It's possible we let him walk. There's going to be need to be some competition in there. Steelers and the Bears have been linked before. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Not to mention we're not going to be in a position to get a high quarterback uh, pick again. So that is – I'm just throwing that You're out there. off Kenny Pickett. I'm not saying I'm off him, <laughs> but I am saying that their competition is needed. And yeah. Justin Fields hasn't proven that he's a starting quarterback yet See, either. So it's fair. However, go ahead and trade him. Uh, get your draft picks. Yeah. You go and get whoever you is on your roster for um, for the number one pick as a quarterback. I am going to personally say you go out and get Drake May. Now, I know that people are saying Caleb Williams needs to be your consensus number one overall pick. I say screw that. You get whoever fits your market. Drake May fits that market, okay? He is a big Stronger arm quarterback that feels like he can weather the storm um, in those conditions out there. And quite frankly, you have somebody right there now in DJ Moore that is more than capable of handling yes, a, a handling a low for a rookie quarterback. Yep. But I'm not done there. Yep. You have some cap space that you're working with this year. Uh-huh. You don't have a running back. You don't have... A running back. I'm not sold on K- uh, Khalil Herbert, okay? No. Not Roshan Johnson, huh? Nope. Not sold on him either. You go out and kick the tires on Derrick Henry. Go out and kick the tires on Derrick Henry. Not only that, now that Mike Evans is available, you go out and see what is worth for Mike Evans on the back end of his career. If that does not work because Matt Eberflus is a defensive coach, I I expect for him to make sure that that defense was just as good as it was. You put everything in place for a rookie quarterback to come in. Both of them are highly touted quarterbacks. They will need success. I am not going to give this idea of like, oh, man, they need to, you know, you're going to have to give them a year. Unfortunately, C.J. Stroud, along with other quarterbacks in the past, have shown if you surround them in the right environment, they can be successful immediately. That is you have true. fired your you have fired Luke Getze as your OC. Man, get rid of quarterback coach. You have you have options to go out and get a new innovative mind, someone who probably fits the mold of uh, you had mentioned Cliff Kingsbury. I would not I would not throw that out. Um, especially if you get Caleb Williams. Oh boy. You see? If you do decide to get Caleb Williams, Dang. go out and stop it. You feel me? Stop it. Matt Eberflus, you have this all on the table for you. The name of the game right now is offense. That division is wide open. That division is wide open. I understand that Jordan Love right now is seeming a little bit better and might be the, the answer for the Packers. Oh, man. But the Vikings are in flux. The Bears are now right now in, in a prime position. 
to be next in line to run that division if they find the right quarterback position. You need skip the lines. I'm not gonna skip them. <laughs> I am. I'm willing to see. Nah, because, I know what you mean. I'm willing to see what what they do because this was the year for them as well, and they went to the playoffs. But if they mess around and get kicked out. Once again, that division is wide open, yeah, look, yeah, right? They yeah, look they were around. looking dominant before, and then they started to tailspin, correct? Is. So I'm not I'm not going to completely rule out the Lions, but uh, they're beatable, right? So the Bears, you have it all in front of you. Kick the tires on any running back available. I would say Derrick Henry. Find somebody that can hold the load for you. Allow Roshan Johnson to be your your number two. He's what, good. Correct. He's good. Allow him to be your your uh you know your He's your third right down here. back. Yep. And then kick the tires on a legitimate number two wide receiver oh, who has man. number one wide receiver upside. I like it. I'm not gonna go as far as T Higgins because that's gonna be a lot more uh, expensive probably, especially since he is much more in his prime than Mike Evans. But you need to go see what Mike Evans is talking about. You need to see what Mike Evans is talking Man, about. DJ Moore and him. DJ Moore and Mike Evans, two very different skill sets, but yet both very reliable hands. And that's what I'm caring for if I have a rookie quarterback yes. coming into my building. I, I'm with you. That is very simple. So that is that is what I would say for my cleanup crew. As far as your defense, though, I don't really care what they do. That defense I mean, better, there. It's they are there, they are there, and they better and they better not tailspin. Yeah, because if they do tailspin, get Matty Ibuflus up out of yeah, there. You're All right, right. Um, okay, but it's Lo- time. love that session. It is playoff time, though. It's time, sir. Playoff it's time. time. This is what everybody is willing to listen to. What's going on? Um, so we we have a few games that are um, one right now is obviously the Browns and the Texans who are playing. Um, before we we will we will talk we have a few things that we need to to chat about but just I guess we're gonna go through our thoughts for each of these games real yes, quick just some all. quick synopsis and then we'll start getting into picking some of our winners here but uh, first off just give me quick thoughts on um, like quick thirty second thoughts Brown. on the Browns and Texans uh, this is I believe this is going to be uh, I'm I'm excited I need I can't wait to start going to watch this game once we get done with this one um, Texans I, are up ten seven ah. It's a 10-7. I'm very interested <laughs> by that one. Um, I know we know in the last game that they played. Um, they didn't start playing that game. Correctly. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, shout out Joe Flacco. He is doing his thing, man. I know people keep saying DeMar Hamlin and everything like that, and I respect that. He definitely should get a comeback player of the year. But if it ain't him, it's got to be Joe Flacco. Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco is a uh, man. You know, and shout out Kevin Stefanski. They was actually one of my most surprising teams I wanted to roll with, too. But That's fair. Kevin Stefanski, uh, Stefanski is doing an amazing job with me. He's down to his... Bare bones. Yeah, bare bones. Yeah, that's a good yep. point to make. He is down to just everything. Everything is QB4, beside wide receiver, but on defense, you know, his safeties is down. You know, there's a war not playing this game, and yep. yet they're here. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see this game. Um some people say it might be a shootout again. I'm excited to see how CJ Stroud go against his defense again and see how he pairs well against it. What will Nico Collins do? There's no Denzel Ward, but Greg Newsom is still a dog. All right. Let's see how Jim Swartz dial it up. Let's see how their play caller in Bobby Slovic, who is the play caller for the Texans, let's see how he grows up and see what he does here because this is a good defense. It is. This is a really good defense. So, you know, it's in Houston. Um, I, there's a lot of – as they said, storylines in this playoffs, a lot of crazy storylines. And of course, if he wins, they would go play the Ravens, or the Browns win, they would go play the Ravens. So Joe Flacco's back in Maryland. So many different things that's going into it. 
Uh, so I'm excited about it. It's a lot of things that's going to play into it. Um, my pick for it, and this is probably just me trying to play into the storyline. I love CJ Stroud and everything like that. But, I, I mean, I'm just impressed with what the Browns have been able to do. And you know they got my dog, Amari Cooper, over there, who went for 265 on the last sure. game. So I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, you, you hit everything. You hit the nail on the head. The Browns have had a much more amazing season. I know you were very high on them, um, you know, in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, once again, hey, y'all, y'all, don't, y'all don't be wanting to listen to us sometimes. So, hey, hey there's that. But uh, you you were high on them, um, and they certainly earned their, their playoff spot yes. without a doubt. Um, the same goes for the Texans for all the reasons I had mentioned about why I thought they were my most surprising team this year. Um, I will say this so I can keep it uh, short and sweet. Um, both teams are without some very vital pieces. Um, yeah. And I will say that uh, do not sleep on Devin, Devin Singletary in this you game. Can't. You can't. Do not can't, sleep bro. on Devin Singletary in this game. Uh, he's, he is uh, shown to be... Uh, they're missing piece because obviously uh, your boy was did man, not end crazy, up being right? the answer. Damian Pierce yeah, one year. your boy Damian Pierce did not man. end up being the answer, unfortunately, and That's he wild. stood into the fray. So I would say don't sleep on them, especially if the Browns are thinking about trying to muck up this game by putting a lot of blitzes out on CJ Stroud and seeing how he responds. Yes, um, but uh, the other person is Dalton Schultz. Um, you, they both both teams have very underrated very deep, very underrated tight ends, and I think yeah, and 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 I think Dalton Schultz may be the missing piece uh, for for he gonna have to the have Texans to win this game. He has to have a big. But game. I will say I, I think this game comes down to a field goal without a doubt, especially with uh, the Texans having home field advantage on this one. Um, as far as the next game, we're gonna uh, go, we got Chiefs Dolphins. Yes, Chiefs Dolphins. Ooh, burn. Hey. Uh, yeah, what, what's, what are your thoughts, man? First, I'm going to send a prayer to them boys because, oh, man, listen, we done been in some cold games in high school. A negative, like 30, that, negative 30 is, oh, my God. I don't even want to imagine getting hit in that. That's, man. But, you know, I understand people say this is, a tough, this is a tough advantage for Miami, of course, and everything like that. But also, too, I don't think the Chiefs would be out there no. <laughs> at all. But um, all in all, we know that Chiefs defense is, uh, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, who's the defensive coordinator over there. He's, man, that defense is one of one over there. Sure and, enough. And it doesn't have, like, crazy stars besides Trent Duffy. You know, Cincinnati Jones, Mike Edwards is over there on that defense. Yep. Uh, one of the safeties over there. He's having a really good year. Um, Trick McDuffie, Traverius Ward, or not Traverius Ward, but Legereus Sneed. They are both really good corners. They're yep. playing really good. So that's a good defense over there. Um, it's all playing in the Chiefs' hand. Like you said, um, Tua doesn't play well in, in, in cold weather. You got the storyline of Tyreek coming back and everything like that. But also, too, that Miami defense is beat up. Like that's, that's beat, beat up. up. I feel bad for him. It sucks because Jalen Phillips was having a great year. Bradley Chubb was on his way. And those ends matter. They, they matter. In that game, particularly, they're going to matter in this game because you could attack a Jawan Taylor. Yep. For the Chiefs on that right tackle side, and so and no more, and um, it's definitely gonna be a low scoring game because of the code and everything like that, and we don't know how these receivers for the Chiefs is gonna play. Um, it's definitely gonna have to be a big Travis Kelsey thing and Rasheen Rice. Yeah, uh, Rasheen Rice is definitely involved into that true number one receiver. That, they that is, so he's gonna be very heavily relied on. But the run game is going to be what it is, and Isaiah Pacheco has emerged into a star. And so that's really cool for him to see. It's going to be the Isaiah Pacheco, the Clyde Edwards, and the Jerry McKinnon show. Yeah. I, I believe for sure. Um, 
I mean, I could see this game shoot being a fourteen seven game. Yeah, honest with you. Um, or what field goals? Yeah, be kicked. No, in this absolutely. Game. It's going to be and very no, rough in this game. Very you know, rough. It's going to be very rough in this game. It, it, it's going to be very low scoring. But I'm going to roll with the Chiefs on this one. I agree. Um, as much as I hate the Chiefs' offense oh, and just the team in general this nasty. year, uh, they certainly have the advantage right now. This is screaming a defensive game plus run game all day. I will say, um, the if we're talking run game scheme, the probably the advantage may go to the oh, Dolphins. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, but nonetheless, um, the one thing that can mess up a, uh, an effective run game is your interior uh, line for your D-line, and yep. that still goes to the Chiefs. So um, we'll see about that. But uh, like I said, I'm, I mean, Chris Jones get paid the big money uh, for a reason, so I would imagine he would be a game wrecker. Has to be. Um, outside of that, I mean, you're right. I mean, as much as I hate the wide receivers, it's not like they need to do much. Um, you know, I, this game, yeah. it's not, they're not going to have to do much, right? Like, you may have to have a couple plays here and there, but that's what they've been to. doing. You yeah, Travis Kelsey is still available to you, so that may take off Tight some of the low. Will be huge. Yep. Um, Jalen Ramsey's going to have to make a decision on who he's going to cover, uh, just because of the fact that, like, like I said, it's now Rasheed Rice is is a prominent factor. You may have to. Uh, do some shadowing. If you don't decide to do that, then you're gonna have to make sure that you got some some eyes on Travis Kelsey. Yes. Either or, once again, the the advantage still goes to the Chiefs in my imagination. Um, so I'm also expecting a low scoring game, but a lot a lot a lot lower in terms of Miami's output than the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will at least score three times. Ooh, I think wow. Miami will only score once. So I'm thinking like a 21 13 type of game. And that's and and once again, I don't need you on the on the back. Correct. I'm like maybe they get close enough that a field goal may matter, um, and they don't have to worry about as much win. But yeah, I I don't think I don't think it's gonna be anything crazy other than that. Um, Next game, we have the Packers and Cowboys. Yeah, I am excited for this game. I want to hear my personal opinion because. I've been ridiculed a lot about my Jordan Love taking some of my chats. And I try to tell people, just relax. Because your first three games we've seen of that boy, he's good. And at the end of the day, this is a young team. So, yes, he's going to have his growing pains. He's going to have – this is first year starting. He's young. He's going to have his time. But then we've seen how it all started to put it together. And it is – I can't. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but it is wild to say that the Packers have another quarterback that's really good. You know, that's a very young team, and you saw them grow up all year. Yep. Um, Jordan Love, man, I it's definitely gonna we're gonna have we're gonna see really where he's at now in his maturation phase for everything. Yep. Um I think he can do it because the run game is starting to grow into itself now. You can run on Dallas for sure. Um Jaden Reed is is definitely turning to a problem. Sure but not even just Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs is a good two. Dontavius Wicks is a good one as well. That's coming to it. Aaron Jones, the line is starting to put itself together. So it's going to be a very good game. But we know what Dak and them are going to bring. Dak is feeling himself. Dak is having an MVP year. Ceedee Lamb, nice. and I don't know if Jair uh, Alexander is uh, questionable right now. So that's going to be a I little still, bit. I think he's going to play though. I would hope so because play. that's the only thing that's going to really be a problem, like a, a true weak point for this yeah. whole game. Is that Packers defense is not as good as what it is. D line's good. But everything else is a little bit shaky. on the shaky side of it. So I definitely know. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, for my betters in there, I got the Packers covering in my mind. 
Nice. It's plus seven. I love and it. So I, I love they, it. I think they can do it for sure. Uh, Matt Matt Lafleur is doing a great job with them. Um, if it was I'm seven going, and a half, I would have probably been a little bit more. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I still see I can they see, can do it. Uh, just because you never know. I know it's in I know it's in Dallas and everything like that. Yeah. That plays a huge part. But I think I don't know. I think these young boys is is definitely they're not they're nothing you could sleep on for sure. sure. Like they're probably the hottest team sure. coming in. So. I'm going to still go with the Cowboys for sure, but I think it's going to be a lot closer game. It's going to be a field goal winning game for sure, like a 20-23 or 24-27 type of game. Okay. It's my honest opinion, but the Cowboys are going to win. Okay. Um, here we go. Look. i seen that look. Here we go. Go Pack Go, huh? Listen, brother. Hey, yeah, hey. No, and I don't have no problem with you doing it. Listen, here, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, You're a big believer in these. In these I'm, not even, I'm not even going to say I'm a big believer in – and them more than I am the scheme that 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 I don't think Dallas is going to take into account as much. Um, listen, right now Aaron Jones is back. He's he was playing much he better good. down the stretch. If Jordan Love ends up being the exact type of quarterback we think he is, um, they have Jaden Reed is a dog. That's a problem. He's a dog. And he's been finding people like what is the dude named Dontavian Wicks? I told you Dontavian uh, Wicks is a problem too. I mean, you got Romeo Dobbs. Is he oh, healthy? Is he healthy for playing, this game? Okay, this like you have a- you have guys that are possession strong hand receivers, and they didn't even think to be in here, and they're young. That's scary. and is Christian Watson playing? They say is he's he? trying. He's okay, because if he's playing, then I'm definitely going to give them the upset bid for this game. I have no Re- problem with that. Reason being is because the one thing Dallas has shown me all year is that you can nullify that defense if you have a strategic line game for Micah Parsons. If you keep him stagnant, that defense is so shoddy, it is ridiculous. And the one thing I will say, even though I I also understand that Dallas, I mean, uh, Green Bay also has a very shoddy defense, they they also was the same team – that kept Justin Jefferson from having what more than fifty yards in their game, even though I know it was against a backup quarterback. But still, they had a formula to shut down their Lions best receiver. Can do it. Lions can do you it. see what I mean? So they have a formula, some way, somehow, and that was without Jair Alexander yes. playing. You are not. I get so that. I'm I'm telling y'all right now. The, the reason why I'm, I was shocked that you said that they were going to cover is because I was like, dang, I didn't know you were you were also feeling them. But oh, I'm like, I feel not only do I think they're covering, I would give them the upset bid for I, I this have week. No problem with because that. Dallas yeah. is the, the one team they get ahead of themselves, and then the next thing you know, they are down 10 at halftime, and then they're reeling. I think Green Bay has the formula to have them down 10 points in halftime and, and force Dak Prescott to play a game he don't want to play. Which no is hero issue. ball. I have no, all right. No, so yes. No right. I am. I am giving this score 28, 27. It's going to be a high score. It is game. going to be high. 28, 27. All right. No um, we next game. Rams, you got it. Rams and the Lions. You already said. I know what you feeling. Oh, on this. Go ahead. Man, your thoughts, oh brother. man, we got Stafford back at the motor at the Motor City at Ford Field. I mean, this game could go. This is gonna be a good game, man. It is. This is gonna be a very good game. It is. Um, Matt Stafford should. Matt Stafford and Sean McVay that pass the offense should have a really good game because we haven't seen the back end 
on that Lions secondary. I know they got CJ uh, CJ Gardner back or Chauncey yep. Gardner back, but still the corners, how are they gonna play the scheme and everything like that? The Rams line is playing very like offensive line is playing very good. I know Aiden Hutchinson could cause some problems, but that offensive line is playing really good. Yeah. And um, now with might come in a play is and might play in the favor of the Lions is they can stop the run for the Rams because that's been opening up so much more because Matt Stafford's a dog off play action. Yeah. But if they can shut down Kyron Williams, which they've been very good, really good at on the Lions back inside of stopping the run, it'd be an interesting game. But I just man, this this Rams team is sneaky good. I mean, we saw it when they played the Ravens; they can put thirty points on you. Yeah, they can. And they did that to a Ravens defense in the rain. Yeah. In the rain. So now you got them indoors, playing to their advantage. In my honest opinion, and I hate to do this because I like Dan Campbell, but I'm going with the Rams. I think the Rams can do it. Once again, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm looking at a kind of like how the Ravens game was, where it's 30-31. I think sure. it's going to come down to something like that. And so I'm going to roll with the Rams. The Rams have a team that they can come in and shock this Lions team. And it's because the Lions defense, I mean, not Lions, sorry, the Rams defense is very underrated and been playing really good sound ball, okay. in my honest opinion. And so I think that they can take away Armand Ross Brown. The problem is, I mean, also that can cause problems is, is they have a good D-line. And if you get Jared Goff off his platform, he's yeah, done. He's trash. That's it. He's That's trash. it. it. It could be a long day. So all you got to do is yeah. just rush him Cause that line to break. I know it's a good line, but I think the Rams have a really good, a really good line that they're capable of doing that. So I'm gonna roll with the Rams on this one. Hey, I'm not mad at you at that. Uh, just for the sake of parody on on today's podcast, I am. Listen, I, I'm actually not even going. This is not even like insider, nothing like that. I'm the only reason why I'm taking the Lions on this one is for the mere fact that. I just want Jared Goff to get his get back. I really do. I, I just want him to get his get back. I, my heart tells me that he maybe that Ram- close to winning the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I mean they just. My thing is like the 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 Lions. They give up a ton of big plays, which is why they kind of constantly found themselves like towards the back end of the year in these little unnecessary like shootouts, matches, right? These um, but if if they do have a shot of winning this game, which I'm hoping they do, I'm I have a feeling that the Rams are probably going to pull it out just because. Defensive line is much better um, than you know they've been given credit for yes. all year. Um, their their corners are shoddy, which that's why I was like maybe maybe that's where the Lions may have an advantage. But nonetheless, you're right. It, it starts in the trenches, and if you get Jared Goff playing the game he wants in terms of like staying in the pocket or st- uh, playing out of the pocket, yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's bit. gonna be nightmares for him. Yes. But I will say this. So I can, so we can move on to the next game. They do have a shot of winning. This is the Jameer Gibbs unleash game. You this let should be Jameer Gibbs this and Jamison Williams game actually for that matter because you're going to have to have somebody outside of Ramon Ron St. Brown, they especially if Laporta says correct because Laporta is not going to be playing this game. So you going to need? I don't think so. Okay, I don't I, think so. I know they said it was trying to get him out there, but I, I think just because of the hyper extension, they they're probably he's probably not going to play. So if he does end up playing, then you have it's, another it's weapon. But bad this is going he to have to be Jameer Gibbs unleashed game. This is what you drafted him for. You was like, oh, he's not going to be just our traditional running back. Well, he better not be for this it's game. It's definitely going to be who line going to handle. Who Correct. Like, Correct. That's where it's going to start. But right. I am. I will admit, originally. 
I had a feeling that the Rams would probably pull this out, but my my heart wants Jared Goff to get this get back. Next game, though, who do we got on the list? The Steelers and the Bills. Move to Monday. There we go. It got moved. Moved to Monday. Made me feel a lot better. It made me feel a lot better. Weather's still going to be a little ugly. Not as bad as tomorrow, but it's still going to be a little ugly. Um, I don't know, man. Shout out to the Bills. Bills have been on the road, man. I know they didn't look the best in that Miami game, but um, the offense is 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 putting itself together what it needs to be in Buffalo and everything. Now, for your boys, um, you know, they've got through all the turmoil and everything. Um, your boy Mason Rudolph is playing tremendous ball now. Do I think it could be an upset? I'm not going to go upset, but I do think they cover. I mean, they got plus 10, so yeah, I think that, they can cover that. Because um, the, weather yeah, the weather's still yeah, going to be bad on Monday. All day. And um, I'm still going to roll with the Bills here, but it's it's gonna, I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think to a degree just because the Steelers' defense is coming around. You got Mike Tomlin in the playoffs. Uh, Mason Rudolph looks more comfortable in this offense. I know my boy, he loving all this. He's like, I didn't really think, I didn't really think this could how it go, but there's something, it's just some feelings where you're like, ah, man, this game here scares me a little bit because we see that the Bills can definitely have them shoddy games where it's like, oh, come on, here we go. Like, this isn't no Bills team where like, ooh, we're fearing them. Now Gabe Davis is out too, which Khalil Shakir is really good, but that's, that's, that's no deep threat besides, you know, uh, besides Stefan Diggs. So this will be a huge, in my opinion, Dalton Kincaid game. Yeah. Even though Mika Fitzpatrick is coming back, if you can get Dalton on Patrick Peterson, that should help alleviate that. I still like Pat P, but if you, he's, he's just getting older. Yeah. And you get him out in the right type of space, that could be it. So it's definitely going to be a Dalton Kincaid, James Cook game. And also, in my honest opinion, too, they're going to need to try to get this run game rolling. Because definitely with no T.J. Watt now, you can attack the Steelers in a way that you kind of attack, especially on the perimeter. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, the Steelers could possibly do it, though, if the defense plays well. And if Mason Rudolph don't turn over the ball. Hey. He loves pickings. I know that. He's been throwing it. If anything for the Steelers, I will say, if they can get um, Firemoof involved, That'll be very crucial. Fire Move and uh, DJ. They gonna have, need everybody. Fire Move and DJ have to be the main two that really step up in this. Like, I know Pickens gonna get his, but Fire Move and DJ have got to be the ones where hey, we got to get this rolling. But I, I'm gonna go with the Bills in a close game here. Hey, the logical answer is the Bills, even for myself. The logical answer. But I is the see Bills. why you think it can. However, happen. I I was uh I was talking to some other um, Steeler fans about this. When they, when the Bills and the the Dolphins were playing, I think everybody was like they were praying that, you know, that the Dolphins would get that because the Chiefs right now have very shoddy offense, right? Yes. If you if if there's any any team you thought you could have a chance with, it would be be the Chiefs, right? Yes. Between the two, I'm not gonna fully say that. I I, I think the Steelers are set up. I think they're set up for for some side, some sort of success, and, and just hear me out on this. Now, I will hey, once here. again. I'm going to go with logic and say the Bills will probably pull this out, right? Um, however, I just want people to hear this logic because if you're a Steelers fan right now, your formula all year has been win the turnover battle and have a successful run game 
so that you can figure out whatever your pass game is going to do. The one thing I will say about the Bills this year is although they found and turned it around this year, one thing that they they just now started to find out was they run game. Now, with Gabe Davis being out, whether he was playing or not, here was my, here was my logic. If you have somebody covering, and I was going to say Joey Porter Jr., covering somebody like Gabe Davis, because last time they played and they blew us out, it was a Gabe Davis show. That boy had over 100-something yards. I thought that was right. Stephon Diggs. Right. <laughs> um, but the problem was it was the big plays that killed the game, yeah. and the Steelers couldn't find their way back in because they don't have – well, now they do, but they didn't have a big play threat. You do now. So my thing is this. Steelers, you have this right in front of you. You you commit, you commit to shutting down the run game, period, by any means necessary. If you allow James Cook to go off, the game is over before it even starts because now you done open up a can of whoop ass you on you. You take that, away right. their plan A. You take away the run game at all costs. Now that Gabe Davis isn't playing, originally I was going to say you put Joey Porter on Gabe Davis to make sure that their big play threat is nullified. So you can figure out what you're going to do with Stephon Diggs. But now, since he's not playing, you make sure Stephon Diggs is either double covered or you do something to ensure that there's always eyes on him. Correct. I don't care what it is. And since you already enjoy having your your, uh, corners play like some sort of man zone, then stick with that idea. But you ensure that that Stephon Diggs is not the reason. If Khalil Shakir is the one that that goes off this game, then you just live with the with the consequences. But it better be the tight ends or the slot receivers that that and have the to make a play. Going off, it's going to be right, but you better not let Stephon Diggs go crazy, especially now that that's uh, Gabe Davis. And if you're able to do that, Josh Josh Allen is going to give you something. He's gonna give you something. I mean, that Miami game just was proof that he is he is he's really good. He's really good, but he is also really bad sometimes. He is going to and you give, just gotta live. He's gonna give that. you a gift. He's just he's going to give you a gift. Mason Rudolph, you turn that into points any way necessary. I don't even care if it's three points. You turn any turnover into points. If you are able to do that, Steelers, this game will be very close by the time the fourth quarter comes around, and that's been your mo. All year. Yes. Fourth quarter football where you can unleash and just allow your boys up up front to take this game out. But I will say now that Gabe Davis is out, I'm definitely would take that that um take them to cover the seven because I didn't plus ten. Yeah, I, I definitely would be expecting yeah. to cover yeah. that now. Yeah. But yeah, I will logically I will say that the Bills will handle business because they better handle business. You ain't just making this far just to lose to the Steelers. Not that run they just went on. Right. But I will say this much. The Steelers are not going to stray away from their no. run game. They have they have officially committed to in that. This weather in this weather, they're not. So you guys better be ready to throw that football downfield and make as many big plays as possible. But now that Minka Fitzpatrick's back, we'll see. Um, okay, next and game, the last one. We got the Eagles and the Bucks. What you got for me, brother? Listen, man. I know the logical thing is roll the, the Super Bowl runner up. Listen, man, I, I understand the the storyline that everybody wants this to look like on the end. Oh, the Eagles got turmoil. They they're going this and that. They look like they ain't got it no more. We're about to get this Jalen Hurts inspirational quote and blah blah blah. 
listen, bro. When it's certain things you got to pay attention when you realize, okay, this is bad. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to run with media too much. Yep. I, I really don't because we're not there internally, and media it can always fix things, make video look how it is. But it literally does look like AJ Brown has been frustrated for some reason, and I really am confused why. You know, I don't. That's why I'm saying I'm not. We aren't there internally. We don't know. Because it's weird. He goes back-to-back 1,300 yards, back-to-back all pros and stuff like that. Um, definitely gets the targets. They need. He just seems frustrated. And people have been saying the reason he ain't really playing is because, um, you know, he's been frustrated. He don't want to be involved and this and that. I'm like, bro, no. If, it, if a man's knee hurts, especially for a wide receiver, he ain't going to play. He's not going to play. But there is seem like, because I saw on the New Heights podcast, um, Travis Kelsey had a – kind of was talking to uh, Jason about, you know, the last game and stuff like that. And he kind of made a little joke saying like he was making excuses. Like he was making a joke, but it's his little, it's his little brother. And Jason Kelsey got up and left because he just he was pissed about hearing that. Because and that told me like, oh, this is this is something really is going on over there on the Eagles team. So they had to do the podcast the next day. And he even admitted like I had to calm myself down because Travis had kind of got to me a little bit. When he was giving him the key, uh, the things that they were doing wrong in the game, and when they lost against the Giants, and I'm like, oh, this really is deeper than what what it is. Like, it's something really internally going on in the Eagles. So right now, that team is not where they need to be mentally, and that's the worst thing you need to be yeah. going in the playoffs. You know, their coordinators look like they don't really know how Trash. to use everybody. It's crazy because I see that the Eagles coordinator is actually getting calls for head coaching jobs, but it looks like he's made Jalen Hurts regress. A little bit. Um, that offense looks bland compared to last year. Yeah. Um, clearly on defense, they're terrible. That that secondary and man, I hate it. I used to like Shaq Leonard, but um, I did. I watched all these breakdowns of Shaq Leonard, and he man, that back injury injury tore him up. He's not the same guy. He mm. can't even get to certain spots no more. And he on year six. That's that's rough. Uh, we know how he used to be. Yeah. We know what he used to be. But you can tell that plays a crucial part. So their linebackers aren't good. All this stuff about saying Jordan Davis ain't been looking well, which he hasn't. It hasn't looked good. It's really hard for me to think that the Eagles going to pull this out when Baker Mayfield have a resurgence year. Baker Mayfield look good. Him and Mike Evans is confident. We didn't even talk about Chris Godwin getting involved. I can see Chris Godwin getting involved in this one. And Rashad White, shout out Rashad White. Making like the now, they're, now they're starting to put it all together, Making and that defense is playing better than than what it's have over in the Bucks. That it's hard for me to really point at where the Eagles can get them at, just because they're you know a Super Bowl runner up and they have the good record, better record, and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's it's really right now. It's, it seems like it's more turmoil going over there, to where it's like, man, I don't think they're cohesive enough to to win. So I'm gonna roll with the Bucks here. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna roll with the. I think the Bucks are gonna sneak out this one. It's in Tampa Bay. It's at home. Baker Mayfield already trying to prove it right. Yeah, he's trying. He probably. Trying, he, I know he's trying to get another contract. I know Absolutely. he is. And he's playing like he deserves. Absolutely. He deserves another contract. It may look good. So there's a lot of resurgence going on in the in the Bucks. I know it. I know how it probably goes. They they feel it. They know that this Eagles team ain't where they at mentally. It's like, bro, we got them right here. We just gotta come out. Hit them right in the mouth in the first two plays, and they're gonna start 
bickering back and forth. No AJ Brown. No AJ Brown. No AJ Brown. Darius Slade is coming hey. off an injury and playing, oh, bro. Wait. James Bradbury has not looked his self. So if you put Mike Evans over James, it could be a long day. Same with Chris Godwin. It could be a long day. Yeah, man. So hey. I'm going with the Bucks. Hey, uh, this is the one where I'm not going to uh, switch up on you on this one. I, I agree, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, I told it's, you they the, the Eagles when we were doing the uh, the most yeah, disappointing right teams. There. I was this close in telling telling you that they were my most disappointing team. But you're right, man. Uh, I've seen this before, man. Uh, with the Steelers, by the way, <laughs> right? Like the minute it, the that you start having these issues, especially with your wide receivers, and you don't know how to reel them in to and get I them invested in the game. I don't want to believe that. But here's the thing, though, and this is and this is key because yeah. I know we were talking fantasy wise why I liked AJ Brown this year, but seriously, Nick Sirianni better better figure this out. Oh, he oh, if they uh, lose, that's he, it. he better figure this out for this game because I don't know if there's ever been a time where you where we've seen a coach take a, a team to the Super Bowl the previous year. You are favored to return to the Super Bowl the next year. You have such a terrible uh back end stretch of the season that now your job is in question. And the reports that are coming out is that it is they said, do not leave it out the realm of possibility if there is a first round exit. That means that did not come from just media speculation. That means up top, somebody was willing to let that be known to the media so that they could have that as a legitimate storyline. Okay, the same way how things were happening with Mark, Mike McCarthy, yeah. right? Jerry Jones is very intentional about saying, if he don't make it out this, this playoffs and he does not get to the NFC Championship... There will be some repercussions. That, that is a serious thing. That Whenever you hear that in the media, that is a very real thing. Okay? So the fact that this is being circulated now, yes. especially on like your bigger networks, that lets, me, let, that lets me know that Nick Sirianni has potentially lost his team. Uh, the other piece, when it comes to A.J. Brown, which is what I was getting at earlier, I tried to tell y'all. I tried to, and I know we were talking about fantasy, but I tried to tell y'all yep. this team needed to revolve around AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts chemistry because if it did not, there would there would be some issues at hand. You did not pay this man to come in and be some back end wide receiver two. That whole joke that they were making that that AJ Brown made about them being all types of different Batmans. I understand it was a joke, but the reality is. Devontae Smith is not A.J. Brown in no capacity. He might he have. He needs to be Robin. He needs to be Robin, and he needs to be okay with being Robin. I, because I understand he is a valuable piece to that team. He's good. But he is, not, he is not A.J. Brown, and I think A.J. Brown has realized that now. And the fact of the matter is, the minute you have stopped involving A.J. Brown the way he wanted to be involved, you have lost that man, and that is that is essential because he has a very tight relationship, to my knowledge, or had. I don't know if it's still like this anymore. I would, I would they had a very, they have a very tight relationship with one another. So the fact that the coordinator is actually getting head coaching jobs is mind-boggling to me really because crazy. because they are botching this right now. And I'm telling you right now, if they lose, especially now with Devontae Spiff having to act as the the uh, wide receiver one. Let it be known. Let it be known. Nick Sirianni's job is on the line. 
He gone, and I'm probably, honestly wouldn't even be surprised if AJ Brown get traded. Again. Exactly. Again. Exactly. Again. Now I know that, like I said, I understand that AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts are tight, so I I can I it's can. It's gonna be tough, but it is gonna be tough. But I I mean, you're right. If they mess around and say, "Hey, man, we we gotta we gotta part Especially ways," if you bring Brian Johnson back again as the offensive coordinator, you bring him back. I'm just that's saying, where the frustration coming from. I'm just telling y'all right now. That was that was. I understand we were talking about fantasy, but it was a real thing. It's a real thing. AJ Brown understands what he is in the the little six game stretch where he had those hundred plus yard games, and they was on a tear. And they were on a tear, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, we got to get Devontae Smith more involved because he was showing that he was dejected on the sideline, and now all of a sudden Nick Sirianni was trying to capitulate. You have lost your best. Your best and most valuable piece. And that is a real thing. So, with that being said, I do think that the Bucks will come out of this game. It's, it's right. going to actually you be it's gonna be a close game, oh, but yeah. but I think they will come out on top um in a one one score game, actually. I think it's gonna be a one score game. Uh with that being said, we have to finish off with Super Bowl predictions, brothers, before we pop off. What you got for me? I I'm gonna keep it the consensus. I'm a row Ravens in Dallas. Okay. Ravens in Dallas. I think that's a lot. I almost said Ravens Rams. Hey, if you're going to say it, say it with your chest now. Shut the hell. All I'm going to say is uh, Ravens Dallas, but I don't care. The Rams is a dark horse. Hey, that division? The Rams are a very dark horse team. I ain't saying they're gonna win it, but they definitely could get back. Hey, I, listen, I, I'm right hey, there. That with was you. a good game. I'm right there with hey, you. That was a very good game against them. I'm so. right there with you. That would be a wild, uh, you know, a rematch. Good. It was a good It'd game. Be a wild, wild a rematch. Game, um, I'm actually going to go with the Bills uh, coming out of the AFC. There's no wrong. Um, I, I feel like they're just riding the momentum right now, and I, and I think that matters. And no, and I don't think anybody wants to see a matchup more than me of a Bills Ravens. AFC Championship oh. game. I mean, my heart would just absolutely oh. seeing a game like that. Josh Allen, Lamar, J- boy, listen. Oh. Um, but that me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, out of the NFC, uh, believe it or not, I as much as I hate the 49ers, um, I am expecting them to come out because this is Kyle Shanahan's last time to prove that he can get it done without a legitimate quarterback. Um, they have. Uh, oh, do they? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, this is no. the last chance. This is, this is, a good this is the last chance. Uh, you have the team. You have no more excuses of like injuries. Like yep. you got the first round by. Yep. You should be ready to go. I do expect for them to be ready uh, for whoever they have to match up with uh, coming off of that first round by. Um, and I don't really see anybody beating them. Like I said, they've beaten Dallas. I don't see Dallas beating them in a championship game. Maybe the Rams, depending on if the Rams get out. Um, I really wanted to like Detroit this year, but um, they just still got some some more flaws. So the, the Niners are the only complete team that I I think can come out of that conference, quite frankly. So I'm saying the Bills, Niners, uh, that would be a phenomenal matchup, by the way. Yeah, it's not bad. That that would be a phenomenal like matchup. One. I like actually. that one. I like um, that one. Yeah, that – ooh, God, Lee. Dang. Ooh. Um – it's especially for both franchises. I mean, either one, Bills, Dallas, uh, either one, shoot, Ravens, Niners again. Yeah, that, ooh, ooh golly. Man. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so, but, um, but yeah, that that is great. Um, so, that's a good one. once again, brother, we have come up, come again with another I think this hot is a good, pod. good start one. 
good good we have 2024 some, right here good 2024 start we got some games to watch here uh y'all already know the drill man uh if y'all have any questions or y'all got any thoughts of any of the segments we just did y'all let us know in the comments Please, man, man when we share this on social media um and you already know the drill man where can they find us Wes? you can find us on that ig that ticky talk that x if you want to that myspace yeah, if you want to and we'll even be on urban channel you feel me Y'all already know the drill, man. Y'all go ahead. If y'all hear this, man, like it yeah. on the whatever pod uh, platform y'all listening to, Please, man. You, uh, reviews, reviews, the, stars, the whole nine, man. Bro, we also got some special guests coming up. So good. I mean, hey, hey, hey. hey this 24 here is about to be. Let's go. Let's go. I'm excited for these guests here, man. Let's go. Heavy hitters. You feel me? So, so y'all already know the drill. Appreciate y'all for tuning in again. Uh, Hope y'all enjoy uh, Super Playoff Weekend, Wild Card Weekend. Uh, This for me. I'm your boy Moe's. Your boy Wes. That's another episode of Inside.